0: Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to The New Jesus. All right, we're in session three of four sessions, talking about 20 huge life issues that almost any problem you could ever have would be one of these 20 or a subheading under one of these 20. in other words if you get these 20 all fixed and right in your life your life's going to get better and better and better okay uh all right so i'm i'm going to review just a tiny bit for those of you who've not seen uh the first two of these uh but understand i'm not gonna do a full um review uh because i don't want to impose that on the people who have seen number one and two so uh if this is compelling to you number three uh maybe go out go back and check back one and uh, check on one and two because they have some a lot of stuff that's not in this one, including the first 10 issues and kind of the foundation for all 20 that's kind of in numbers one and two. But let's go on with number three. Okay, again, almost any issue you can ever have is somewhere average, exceptional, needs improvement, Or, or, or maybe if this end were cancer or a bad thing, then this end would be where you want, which means completely healthy, not close to any illness or disease or something like that. But it could also be anger, relationship, your career, finances, anything. It can be uh, really good to exceptional, average, or need some work, okay? Um, The criteria and these come from the dsm-5 which is the bible for psychologists psychiatrists uh counselors therapists social workers life coaches this is kind of the bible for all of those about this thick and I, i said in the last one that the medical one was the pda it's i'm wrong It's something else I was thinking of this PDA. It's PDR, Physician's Desk Reference, and that's the Bible for like medical doctors. Okay, and the criteria, it doesn't matter what the problem is, the criteria by which you kind of diagnose it is the same. What are the symptoms? Number one, how often do the symptoms occur? Number two, number three, when the symptoms occur, how big are they? And number four, What's the end, result, net effect of this thing in your life? And the example was uh, generalized anxiety disorder, and this is taken word for word from the DSM-5 as an example. Excessive anxiety and worry occurring more days than not for at least six months about a number of events or activities, and the person, this is the key, the person finds it difficult to control the worry, and it lasts at least six months more days than not. If if you, if that is your deal, then you qualify for generalized anxiety disorder. If it's for five months, if you don't really have trouble controlling it, if it only lasts three or four months and then it's gone, then you don't qualify for generalized anxiety disorder. But guess what? You probably still have a problem with anxiety. It just doesn't rise to the level of a clinical diagnosis okay so virtually any problem you can ever have would be on a theoretical minus 10 to plus 10 diagnostic line you could plot all of these and any issue animal vegetable mineral so that's as far as we're going with the powerpoint this is the criteria one two three four for virtually any issue you can have in order to get a picture of where that is for you what are the symptoms how often how big and what's the end result net effect on your life all right okay let me bring out my whiteboard and if you miss the first two this is the first two weeks these are the issues we covered your biggest problem brainwashing or being culted, expectation, which can be one of the biggest issues in your life, and you would never even consider it to be a problem, okay? And almost everyone has this one. Uh, Popsicle memories, which are like a hidden trauma, and your ancestry. Number six, your current circumstances, pretty much external, overall health, which includes a mental, emotional, relational... All of the above, relationships, habits, and addictions. And we define the difference in habits and addictions. Habits probably go to about minus three. Addictions would pick up at like minus four or more. And habits is, may very well be a positive thing, like reading or walking or whatever. You just maybe do it a little out of balance, okay? You need to get it back in balance addictions are never in balance okay so if it's out of balance to the point that you can't get it in balance and you feel like it's controlling you instead of you controlling it it's an addiction rather than a habit and now here we are this week okay so the first one we're going to talk about this week is mental emotional so we have our own list of negative emotions and it's it's as exhaustive as i could get it meaning there's like a hundred different negative emotions now they all come down to like nine core ones And, and we've got that list for you too but it would be basically love versus fear and then it's uh sadness hopelessness helplessness anxiety worry fear anger irritation frustration rejection i'm not safe either physically or non-physically i'm not good enough i don't measure up unforgiveness um inferiority or superiority instead of believing and having faith trust and hope you have unhealthy control i have to make a certain end result happen and then the last one uh, a lack of self-control, which is really the least significant to me because that's really a symptom. If you get the other eight right that one's probably going to heal on its own, but that's nine. There's like a hundred on our other list. So I would and, and you can also Google. Like if you struggle with sadness, Google okay what's every emotion related to sadness? And you'll get hopelessness, helplessness, Uh, the wrong belief is something's happened in the past that's keeping me from being okay now and probably will keep me from being okay in the future etc. So kind of Google what are the other emotions, feelings, thoughts, whatever related to this one I know I struggle with okay and then plot it on the line so if it's anger, uh, what's the four criteria? number one, what's the symptom? Number two, how often does the symptom occur? Number three, how big is it when it does occur? And number four, what's the negative effect on your life? So let's say you were plotting anger. I would do, I would plot one thing on here for just the anger and nothing else. So let's say that's a minus four. So we're gonna put a, a dot here and that's the anger. All right, then So that's number one. That's the symptom. Number two, how often does it occur? Let's say it occurs at a minus two. And I'm going to put how often. And a thing right there. All right? The third one, how big is it when it occurs? Let's say when it occurs, it's not real big. So let's say a plus 1. So it's not big at all. It's just, I don't want to keep having anger, even if it's not that often or that big. All right? And then the last one, what's the negative effect on your life? And maybe that one is a negative 6 or 7. And we're going to put result. All right. So with one glance at your line you can see, okay, the issue's is anger. It doesn't occur real often. It's not real big when it occurs, but it is having a big negative effect on my life. And then as you pray about that or work on it with the interventions we've given you, uh, track it. So maybe the next time do the same thing but in red. And the next time do the same thing but in green. Next time do the same thing but in a different color. And then you know, make a little thing over here, uh, blue was week one, red was week two, green was week three, etc. cetera. And then you can track that, and then when, it, when you heal it, when you heal the anger, then just file the sheet, or if it's electronic, file it somewhere on your computer, so that six months, a year, two years, ten years, you can look back and see how that thing healed and track it. Plus, as we mentioned last time, when you track it, it virtually 100% of the time heals faster. Now, Hope tracks it by, like, writing it on paper or on her iPad or whatever. I don't. I do it in my head, and then I'll make a little note on a um, on a 3 by 5 card like this of... You know, this stuff and where that was that time. And then I paperclip the three by five cards together and file those. That's just my way. Works good for me. I like three by five cards. I carry them with me everywhere I go. I have a little holder for them. Whatever works for you. Okay. So the first one, mental emotional. And by the way, emotional well-being before the pandemic was a top 50 event uh, issue in the world. Top 50. Today, top 5. The NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, all these organizations that are huge and have billions of dollars and, and stuff like that are virtually all announcing new programs for emotional well being and mental health. All right? So, this. This is a thing, I believe, whose time has come. And it's just going to keep getting bigger from now on. And we're seeing famous people all over the place come out of the closet, so to speak, saying, I have depression or anxiety or a mental health issue. or," an emo- I've been scared to talk about it, but now I'm going to, and I hope it helps people. I mean, you guys are seeing that all over the place, just like I am. Number two, spiritual health. All right, so what's that? Are you in harmony with the Word of God, with your conscience, and the leading of the Holy Spirit? And your view of morality and behavior and all related to all of those, okay? So for this one, um, maybe you have an issue with lying. One of my high school friends spent 30 years in the FBI, Retired, We went to lunch. I said, what'd you learn? Everybody lies. Nobody changes. Well, you absolutely can change, but it's rare. But that's what we've been doing with people for 21 years. And number two, a stress test is a lie detector test. And a lie detector is a stress test. Okay? So even if you're not telling lies, which most people do, if you're participating with a lie, It spikes your stress. What do I mean by participating with a lie? If God says something about you, and you have a difference of opinion, and you feel, think, and do your opinion rather than God's will, you're the one that's wrong. You're participating with a lie, and doing that is raising your stress 24-7, 365. For how long? Until you start doing it the way you believe you should be, and God says you should be. If you and God disagree, you know the rest. So, what are the spiritual issues that you're struggling with? What's a spiritual issue or two that you would like to do but not doing yet? I would love to do more nonprofit stuff, and that's happening quite a bit right now with the healing codes and trilogy in third world countries where they don't really have a lot of mental. a a lot of medical care and almost never mental or emotional care okay and it's really taking off in those places because it's free and and they can teach their next-door neighbor they don't have to have a professional they don't have to walk 10 miles okay so um, what's something you would like to do that you believe is good spiritually and morally and all that but maybe you're not doing a lot right now. Okay, plot those. And those four things. What's the the issue? Uh, How big, how often, and what's the net result? All right, number 13, strictly your physical body. Now this is a little different from overall health because overall health can include a lot of things, mental, emotional, relational. This is physical body only. It's hard to live the life you want to live if you're in chronic pain. It's just a fact. It's one of the hardest things to deal with on planet Earth. It messes with your emotions. It messes with your mental and thoughts. It messes with everything. Okay? Um, So, strictly just your physical body. What's the biggest issue you have? And uh, I'm 60 years old. But you may be young. So if you're young, you may be thinking, what are you talking about, physical? Well, when I was in my 20s, I had really bad allergies. I have no allergies anymore. I had really bad acid reflux. I have no acid reflux anymore. I had really bad migraine headaches, like once every two weeks. Don't have migraine headaches anymore. And a a number of other things. Okay? Um, So... Whatever that is, put it on my a- acid reflux. For me, that would have been about a minus six in my 20s. Um, how often? Every two weeks. So I would say that was probably uh, minus one or two. I knew some people who had them like twice a week. So mine wasn't their ba- that bad. But I also knew some people who had, who'd have like one a year. Mine was way worse than that. Um... How big is it when it occurs? That'd be like a minus nine, if you've ever had a migraine. It's like you just have to be totally silent, completely still, and then not move. And just, you know, um, if if you hadn't had that, it's probably hard to relate. But anyway, and then what's the negative result? That'd probably been a minus four or so. There were a couple times I got one like on a vacation that was a really big bummer, or there was some special occasion or uh, some church activity that we really wanted to go to, and my headaches messed that up, okay? So again, just plot all four of those on the line, and it gives you one picture at a glance of how it is, and then track it over time. All right, number 14. Stuck. And to me, this is... Two ways. Number one, just gut, heart level. Do you feel stuck or do you not feel stuck? If you feel stuck, how stuck do you feel? Is it a minus five? Is it a plus five? I don't feel stuck. Plus five would be I don't feel stuck. But maybe I could be going smoother, which would be a plus seven, eight, nine, or ten. Okay. If I'm at a minus 5, oh, man, that's, that's pretty significantly stuck. And that's making me think uh, cultism, brainwashing, addiction, you know, things like that. You can also, the second way, is to take the true you test, which is based on the fruits of the Spirit, and it will give you a stuck score, minus 10 to plus 10. So just take the true you and whatever that is on the test, put it on the line on the same place, okay? And then the last one, internal versus external. Almost everyone that I meet is externally focused. Meaning that what they spend the most time thinking about, working on, uh, and kind of how they judge their life as far as good or not so good is probably 80% external Which would include my physical body and physical health. That would include um, where I live, my house, uh, my relationships, how much money I make, uh, if I feel like my life is in balance or not, um, etc., versus internal, which is the issues of the heart. Which Solomon said in Proverbs 423, guard your heart. Above everything else, scholars tell me that's what it really says. Guard your heart, but scholars say it goes further than that. And says above everything else, and then from it flow the issues of life. And scholars tell me it would be all of the issues of life. Meaning all 15 of these, plus the five we're going to talk about next time, any issue you could ever have. Another translation that I really love, it's almost like poetic, It's where it says, Guard your heart above everything else, for it is the wellspring of life. Man, it, doesn't that just sound good? The wellspring of life? It sounds comfortable and freeing and happy and, you know, that sort of thing, okay? But what you got to understand is that if this stuff is all on the negative side, then it's gonna be a wellspring of death, not a wellspring of life. It's gonna have health problems and more and more health problems. It's gonna have anger and low self-worth and unforgiveness and I'm not safe and I'm not good enough and rejection and anger and all that stuff. So yeah, guard your heart It's the wellspring of life, but If you're focusing on the external, chances are it's the wellspring of death. And you need to start, make it, switch it from external focus to internal focus, and it becomes the wellspring of life. So what would that be, an internal focus? Uh, Some scriptures that come to mind, focus on what is unseen, not on what is seen, unseen eternal, seen, I, I, I'm sorry. Unseen, internal; seen, external. Focus on what is unseen, not on what is seen, because what is unseen is eternal; what is seen is temporal. Think about these things: what is true, lovely, excellent, worthy of praise. To me, those are those are some of those are physical things, but by and large, it's natural, internal heart stuff. Okay, um, so. Internal versus external, wellspring of life versus wellspring of death. And this is the one we talked about last time, Psalms 139, which is one of my favorite. And this is, and both of these to me are about the thing we talked about from Aristotle. Um, the unexamined life is not worth living. Or was that Socrates? One of them. Uh, and, then, and then some others that we're all very familiar with, the AA, if you do what you keep, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're gonna get what you're getting. Okay? Definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. That's insanity. Alright? Um, so the world knows this stuff is true, but God said it first. Psalms 139, David. Number one, search me, know my heart and mind. See if there's any harmful way in me and lead me to your everlasting way. That is an internal focus on the heart. The heart, the heart. There's more passages about the heart than the spirit, soul, mind, body combined. I'm told by scholars. It says God wants the heart. God judges the heart, all right? So, um, most people, about 80%, and that's probably being a little conservative, who come to me as a client, have an external focus in their life, and they are not guarding their heart. And they have, to some extent, a wellspring of death, which would be the negative side of the diagnostic line. Need to switch that, Get to the positive wellspring of life and in the everlasting way, which is always internal heart versus external physical and circumstantial. But we want to consider the circumstantial because that can be something that will uh, get us off track. All right? So we want to consider that, but we want to heal that focus and then shift it to internal. Okay? All right. So I hope that is uh, beneficial. We're three quarters of the way through. Uh, Please don't miss the last five. Uh, I think you'll be sorry if you do. Uh, There's one or two in there that tend to be surprise ones. Ones that people think don't really apply to them, but can be the linchpin key for them. And I bet that's true for some of you too. So if you can join me for the next one uh take a look at these two if you missed and and this looks interesting to you but start tracking these things pulling them apart and having god heal them work on yourself and heal them with with things that god put into nature for you to use for good and let's switch you to the everlasting way the wellspring of life And what God wants for you. The reason he made you in the first place. Okay? So, um, I hope this makes sense. Let us know if you have questions or comments. And have a wonderful, blessed day.